ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, it's time for Below Grade Level. Watch out! We're right behind you! <laughs> Hello and welcome to Below Grade Level, the show where we take the books that we read as children and read them as adults and ruin them. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan Eaton, and with me as always is Becca Eaton. Hello. And Chris Zaleski. Hello. How are you guys doing? Fine. I'm doing. Yeah, I don't know why I asked that, because we just <laughs> had a conversation about how no one's fine right now, and everything's not good, but, but that's fine. Whatever. Uh, we've got two guests for today's show. Uh, returning guest, Kelly Fuller. Howdy. And new to the show, first-time guest, Alex Hayes. Greetings. How are you doing? Oh, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> that's good. Yes. That's, That's the best answer we've gotten. Yeah. I'm glad you're hanging in there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so we're reading Fear Street. Um, Fear Street number one, the first one ever. And Alex, you were saying uh, briefly before this that you've never read a Fear Street. Never. What? Uh, did what? you read Goosebumps? Yeah. I absolutely did read Goosebumps. Oh, okay. I had never heard of Fear Street before. Gotcha. That, um. Did did you read any other? Did you ever read any of like the like kind of teenage, like stuff, like stuff that was like goosebumps but maybe a little heavier, and darker? Examples. I fear street. No. And... <laughs> well, he just. Oh um no, what's the name of that guy? Christopher Pike. Christine oh, was yeah. talking about him. Mm, or, I mean, or VC Andrews. As far as, oh. as, far as YA examples, yeah. I could give you um, The Giver. I don't think I ever read that. I know of it. Yeah. yeah. What? It's so good. Didn't they make a movie a couple of years ago with like Jeff Daniels or Jeff Bridges? Didn't do well. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. And they made the main kid like 18 so he could be horny, but he's <laughs> oh, supposed to be cool. 12. Oh, interesting. <laughs> you can still be horny when you're 12. Yeah, I, I'm just guessing that's why they aged him up. <laughs> a little less acceptable to watch in a movie. I just assume I every 12-year-old is just a raging hormone like personified. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand exactly why they changed it. That's just my guess. I don't know. It's maybe upsetting to see an actual 12-year-old be horny. Although, if you saw Good Boys, I mean... <laughs> that movie is oh, so Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, Chris. Oh, it's so good. It's so uh, sweet. Like, it really. is. It's like really sweet, but also filthy <laughs> at the same time. Like wholesomely disgusting. That's awesome. But like not as bad as you think it would be. It's definitely not as bad as like the um, the trailers made it out to be. Like really, it's just oh, this really sweet, sweet movie about childhood friendship. And it's so innocent. So yeah, ways. like all of the, the the filth, like there's a gag with a sex doll. And, uh, it flies over all of the kids' heads. They don't know what it That's is awesome. or what it's for. <laughs> uh, but they swear a lot. I don't know. It's great. All right, we should watch that. Yeah, um, highly recommend. It's so good. <laughs> I so, almost cried at it. Oh. Alex, did you ever read um, Animorphs? No, never. Did you ever don't read? Do it. Well, yeah, you. don't. We don't recommend it. Did you read uh, Babysitters Club? No, never. Or Sweet Valley High? Yes. No. Yes. 
<laughs> ask me, ask me about more books. Yeah, I'm I trying to. Read. No, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'm trying to think of more. I can't think of any more. And uh, those by Bruce Coville. <laughs> oh, like the um, my my teacher is an alien. Oh yeah. yeah. And like yeah, space brass. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I, I love that. We, have, the, some. we like, have those. Yeah. I, think. I went like from his books and then jumped right out of YA <laughs> into just adult books and. That was, like the last, that was the last vestige of like my childhood reading. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Uh... And Kelly, you said you read one Fear Street book? Yeah, I have this weird memory of um, moving into the house where my parents still live. Um, our neighbors brought us like a care package, and there was one Fear Street book, and it wasn't this one. So they gave me one out of order for the series. Was it about a haunted house? Because I feel like maybe they were trying to warn you about something. <laughs> you know, actually, apparently there was a big fire in um, the house where my parents live. So maybe. Oh my God. I'll have to look at the It plot was list. about a haunted house. That's, a, that's awesome. It was written about that house. <laughs> um, well, you guys are in for a treat because this book's not good. Uh, but... <laughs> We're trying our best to get through it. It's better than Animorphs. That's all I gotta say. Oh yeah. Anything is better. Anything than is Animorphs. better than Animorphs. Oh, my God. Um, so we. Uh, so this is the part three. And if you uh, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the other two parts, I'd say go back and uh, listen to them. But just to catch you up very briefly, our main character Corey is a gymnast. I don't know why. I it feel hardly that's so factors in. But they mention it twice. They, yeah, it's like all he has going for him, other than the fact that he's a stalker. Like. He's a stalker first and a gymnast well, it, second. Yeah, it doesn't, it hasn't paid off yet, but maybe his gymnastic skills will come oh, into play eventually. Maybe that's why I keep mentioning it, because I'm like hoping that it's like Chekhov's gymnast. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he sees this girl named Anna in high school, uh, and he can't find anything out about her, but he's obsessed with her. She is 100% dead. We're convinced she's a ghost. Uh, considering the fact that everyone he asks about tells him that she's dead. And so far in the book, it's mostly just been him trying to track her down and then eh, and then finding out from multiple people that she is dead, even though she exists. And last time, um, she called him and asked him to meet her on Fear Street, which he did, and then she got in his car, and they, like, hard made out. Like, <laughs> she basically forced herself on him so much so that he bled from being kissed so hard. <laughs> Last yeah. time on Fear Street. Which I'm was... so glad you're here. What? Ow! <laughs> <laughs> that was basically it. Um, Corey also has a best friend named Anna. No, Anna is the ghost. Best friend named Lisa, and she is a, and she is in love with him, and he's oblivious. So I feel like that's all we really need to uh, cover. Um, Great. So let's start. I'll start. A and Should... their parents want them to hook up. Oh yeah, there is a yeah, there is like a a neighborhood or like a like like parent party, and they're like, hey Corey, here's some a chips. Go, uh, go hang out with Lisa, and like she's basically sitting next to him on the couch, like, hey, what do you want to do? What and do you want to do? Knees touched. Like, what do you want to? What do you want to do? Do you want to? Do you want to like make out? And he was just like, do you know anything about this girl, Anna? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Corey. You dick. So last time. Uh, someone told him I'm trying to remember who told him who was he talking to last time I think Lisa yeah. oh yeah I think so yeah okay so last time I try really hard not to say her mom she was talking 
he was talking to Lisa, and she was like, yeah, I heard about Anna. She's dead. Bum, bum, bum. Like, we already knew that. Chapter 12. <laughs> Corey's face filled with surprise and then anger, but not... I don't know why it filled with surprise. Because this is not news. <laughs> this is like the third time he's been told that she's dead. It's not funny, Lisa. Why'd you pull me away to... Meet. Why'd you pull me away from the meat? Oh. Jim meat. Why'd you pull me away from the meat to tell me you're such a stupid... He started to go back, but she shoved him back against the wall. Ouch! His shoulders throbbed with pain because he was <laughs> fragile. <laughs> oh, sorry. Just let me finish. This, it isn't a joke. It was a terrible tragedy. My cousin's friend said, babe, there were rumors about Anna Corwin all over her school. No one was sure what really happened. The story was that Anna had fallen down the basement stairs in her house, and she died instantly in the fall, babe. But that's impossible, Corey said weakly. He was still hurting from being shoved into the wall. He thought of their kiss the night before. He felt Anna's lips pressing so hard against his. That's what it says in the book. Totally impossible. <sighs> my, my cousin's friend swore that it was true, Lisa told him. It happened over the summer vacation, and people were still talking about it in the fall. That's accurate. Like, if, when you're in school and, like, someone dies or something crazy happens, like, people keep talking about that shit for years. Yeah. There was a kid I went to school with who, um, was, uh, standing on top of a, he was, they were on a boat, and the boat grounded, and they were getting towed, and he was standing on top of the boat while it was getting towed, and the cable snapped, and it whipped him in the face, and it took out his eye, and he lost nice. his eyeball. And that, like, oh, but he didn't die? No. Oh my god. He didn't die, he had a glass eye after that. Waiting for him to get decapitated. <sighs> no. Like but that it, it, did he take it out at Disney World? <laughs> so what? Like that river. He take boat. it out of parties? He never took it out in front of me. He took his dick out uh, a bunch. <laughs> you but got robbed. He didn't. <laughs> Did I? Um, yeah, who yes. cares that you saw the dick of the guy with a glass eye? <laughs> <laughs> who wants to see that? <laughs> a glass dick, on the other hand. Yes. Uh, boat took my dick off. Now I have a glass one. <laughs> That's like uh, that riverboat thing at Disney World where it decapitated a dude. If you had a glass dick, would you just, like, turn it like that to have sex? Well, it depends on the, um, you know, the specific physiology of the lady you're with at the time. That's true, yeah. <laughs> you could also just leave it at home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't it. bring my dick with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. Okay. Keep it in a fanny pack. <laughs> oh, boy. No way, Corey said, bending over to retrieve the towel. What towel? Was he wearing it? Maybe his Is dick's he naked? Out. I don't believe it. I just don't. There's an easy way to prove it, Lisa said. Get dressed. Kill let's, her and see if she dies twice. do some investigating. <laughs> Are you kidding? In the middle of the meet? He glanced nervously over to the coach. Coach Wellner was unhappily engrossed in Arnie's bar routine. I guess Arnie's bad at gymnastics. <laughs> You're finished anyway, aren't you? Lisa asked impatiently. Yeah. In more ways than one, Corey said glumly. He's such a fucking sad boy. He really is. What a bitch. Remember, suddenly remembering the pathetic performance he had just given. But if Coach catches me ducking out in the middle, he changed his mind. He knew he had no choice. He had to find out the truth about Anna right away. Okay, meet you in the parking lot, he said. 
Making sure that Coach Wellner was still watching Arnie's performance on the bar, Corey slipped out of the door and into the locker room where he changed into his street clothes as quickly as he could. This story about Anna couldn't be true. She couldn't be dead. She couldn't! This wasn't a ghost he had kissed, was it? He suddenly remembered the frightened look on her face the first time he'd ever talked to her when he had mentioned ghosts on Fear Street. No, get real. There's no such thing as ghosts. The girl who had kissed him with such heat, such feeling, had to be alive. A few minutes later, he had sneaked out of the building and was with Lisa in her car, heading toward the Shadyside Public Library. A light snow had fallen during the afternoon, covering the trees, making them look ghost-like in the gray light of the evening. g g g, -g ghost trees <laughs> uh, let me get my space back. Alright, uh, ghost trees, ghost trees, ghost trees. <clears throat> What's at the library? He asked her, breaking a long silence. The Declaration oh. of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> the microfilm room, babe. They have all the local papers from all over the state on microfilm there. I use this room Microfiche. a lot to do research for articles I write for the spectator. You sound like Sammy Davis. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm just going to do that. It's just the same voice. That's what it is. <laughs> Wait, are they secretly the same person? Yeah, Sammy <laughs> Davis Jr. and Cher. Same voice. Has Cher just been doing a Sammy Davis Jr. impersonation her whole career? <laughs> they Snap out of it. They rode the rest Since of the way in the silence. Topic of like dudes with one eye. <laughs> oh boy. They rode the rest of the way in silence. At the library, Lisa asked for the Melrose newspapers from four and five months before. Here, she said, handing Corey a spool of microfilm, which is just a relatable thing. Wait, so it was this past summer? Oh, what? I figured this was like 10 years ago or yeah, something. Yeah, how would Corey have not heard about yeah. this? <laughs> you take a viewer, and I'll take a viewer. It'll go much faster this way, babe. About 20 minutes later, she found what they were looking for. It was a newspaper article from the previous spring. Corey stared at the black type of the headline through the viewer. Anna Corwin, Melrose sophomore, dies in accident. The words to the story all blurred in Corey's eyes, but there was a photograph that he couldn't stop staring at. The photo was very unclear. The reproduction was too light, all in grays, as if the girl had been a ghost to begin with. It's Anna, he thought. She was born His eyes, <laughs> the blonde hair. It's Anna. He squinted into the machine, trying to make the gray photo clearer. But how? I mean... How could you explain this, he managed to say, still staring into the viewer, his thoughts swirling crazily through his mind, thoughts of Anna, of talking to her, of touching her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't explain it, Lisa said softly. I don't know what to say. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He stared at the gray photograph and then back at the bold headline. The question repeated endlessly in his mind. How could Anna Corwin be dead? How could Anna Corwin be dead? He felt her lips again, pressing so hard against his. Pressing harder, harder, yeah. until his lips bled. Yeah. How could Anna Corwin be dead? Getting harder and harder <laughs> as he ponders. <laughs> Gonna get kicked out of the library that way. Oh no. Okay, this looks like a good place for me to pick up because I'm gonna have a hard time um, knowing which voice to do when. 
um, and if there's some way I could cast all of you as specific characters <laughs> and, while I just do like the omniscient narrator. <laughs> Like I would, I would love to have uh, Chris as Cher and Kelly here as Nick Cage. <laughs> well, it's still Kelly's page. Yeah, I have to read to the end of the page. Okay. That night, Corey was too restless to do anything. He tried catching up on some of his homework, but he couldn't concentrate. At 8.30, he sneaked out of the house and drove around town for a while. There were small patches of white along the sides of the roads and dotting the lawns, remnants of the light snowfall earlier in the day. He drove around aimlessly, making the same circle through North Hills, down past the high school, across Canyon Road, and then back up again. But he knew all along where he would end up. On Fear Street. He parked at the curb in front of the Corwin's yard and stared up at the rambling house. The sky above it was red, casting down an eerie light that made the old house look unreal, like the set of a horror movie. The inside of the house was completely dark, as usual. A shutter on the side banged noisily in the wind. A dim light went on in an upstairs window. Corey stared at it, unable to see anyone moving inside, and in a minute or so the light flickered out. He heard a noise behind him, a loud bark. In the rearview mirror, he saw the large black Doberman bearing down on the car, galloping like a horse across the dark street. The neighbor in the, the, neighbor in the gray slicker was close behind. It's Voltaire. <laughs> there he is again, Corey thought. Do he and the dog prowl the, prow, do he and the dog prowl Fear Street at night? Are they ghosts too? The ghostly guards, he thought. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fuck? Is Corey high? <laughs> well, I am. <laughs> As you should be. <clears throat> Pardon. They've been assigned to keep people from discovering the truth about Fear Street from discovering that everyone who lives on Fear Street is dead. He shook his head hard, trying to shake away the ridiculous thoughts. Then he frantically started the engine and pressed his foot all the way down on the gas pedal. In the rearview mirror, he could see the man and the dog pull up short, startled by his fast getaway. He drove straight home and hurried up to bed. He fell asleep quickly and dreamed about a gymnastics <laughs> Holy shit. I was not expecting that. Oh, he's yeah. so boring. Oh, he was up on the rings and realized he didn't know how to get down. Everyone was staring at him, waiting for him to move, but he just couldn't remember how to do it. He was awakened by someone touching his face. He sat up in bed, grateful that the dream was interrupted. The hand slid down his cheek again. He blinked himself awake. Anna! She was on his bed. She sat beside him, her blue eyes staring down into his. Um, Anna, who's Anna? Uh, um, this is Nick Cage. I think this is, yeah, this is Corey, so this is Nick Cage. Okay, Wait. Uh, Kelly, that's you. 
What are you doing here? How did you get in? He asked, his voice a hoarse whisper still filled with sleep. <clears throat> Take care of me, Cory, please. She pleaded, looking frightened and forlorn. She touched his cheek again. She brushed her lips against his forehead. Anna! She pressed her face against his. He couldn't believe this was happening. She was alone with him, in his bedroom. He wanted another kiss. He desperately wanted another kiss, like the one in the car. He wanted to bleed. He wanted to feel anything. Anna! He reached up for her. He wanted to pull her down on top of him. Jesus. This is racy. <laughs> she smiled at him. Her soft hair brushed over his face. Anna! <laughs> Why did your family say you were dead? And also the newspaper. <laughs> she, she didn't seem... At, and also my friend and everyone. She didn't seem at all surprised or upset by the question. I am dead. She whispered in his ear. Shit. I am dead, Cory. But you can still take care of me. If you know what I mean. They call it the ghost spot. What do you mean? He suddenly oh. felt very... Oh, and I want to appreciate that great <laughs> fucking joke you just did. I was like, no one reacted. I just uh. want to let that sink in, the ghost spot. Like, oh, that's just... Oh, that's just the height of comedy. <laughs> Chef's kiss. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Uh, what do you mean? He suddenly felt very frightened. She looked very ghostly now, pale and transparent. <laughs> There was ectoplasm all over his bed. Her eyes... Her eyes... Yours or mine? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I swear to God that never happens. Her eyes burned into his. They weren't friendly eyes. They were menacing eyes. Evil eyes. Ghost eyes. What do you mean? He repeated, unable to keep the fear from his voice. You can die too. She whispered. Then we can be together. No! He cried, pushing her away. No! I don't want to! The phone was ringing. He sat up and looked around. Sorry. It's fine. Wait, finish that page. No, Anna. It had been a dream. It had all been a dream. But it had seemed so real. The phone was real. <laughs> he looked at his desk clock. It was a little after midnight. He grabbed up the receiver. Hello. Oh, as Anna. Hello, Cory. A whispered voice. Anna's voice. Hi, Anna. He whispered back. Cory, come quickly. Please. You've got to come. Please. But don't park by my house. I'll beat you in front of that burned out old mansion. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Harry, Cory. Is it like a gas station or anything? You're the only one I can turn to. Burned out old mansions get her hot. Sorry, making a pom-pom for this hat. Becca's making a pom-pom. Oh, Update. I'm really bad at them. Becca fucked up the pom-pom. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for keeping everyone abreast of the situation. You're welcome. Chapter 13. He held onto the phone long after she had hung up. He needed to know that it was real, that he wasn't dreaming this too. Yes, she really called him. She was real. She was alive. <laughs> Should he go? Did he have a choice? He thought of her sitting so close to him in the car. Jesus Christ, I can't get over this. Pressing her face against his, kissing him, kissing him, kissing him. 
Oh, of course he had to go. She needed him, and he needed to ask her all the questions that were in his mind. <laughs> it was a great use of the ellipsis. <laughs> to find out the truth about her once and for all. Oh, boy. He got dressed in seconds, turned off the desk lamp, and started to sneak silently down the stairs. He was halfway down when his parents' bedroom door opened, and his father lumbered out into the dark hallway. <laughs> Corey, is that you? He had to answer. If he didn't, his dad would think it was a burglar. Yeah, dad, it's me, he whispered. <laughs> What's the matter? What are you doing? Think fast, Corey. Think fast. Uh, I'm just going down for a snack. I woke up because I'm hungry. His father grunted, accepting the story. <laughs> the wrong kid died. <laughs> dad. <laughs> We've been listening to the soundtrack this week. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thought I heard the phone ring, he said, yawning. Yeah, it was the wrong number, Corey said. He waited until he heard his father go back in and close the bedroom door. He waited another minute or two. Then he crept silently down the rest of the stairs and out the front door. It was even colder than the first night he had sneaked out, but there was no wind at all. The ground felt hard and frosty beneath his sneakers. The moon was hidden behind thick clouds. Again, he let the car roll down the drive, then started it on the street. Mill Road was as dark and empty as before. Corey stared at the curving white line in the center of the narrow road and thought about Anna. Was she really in trouble this time? She sounded very frightened, very frantic. What could the problem be? Was she afraid to tell him? <clears throat> or did she just want to see him? If so, why could she see him only in the middle of the night, like a ghost? <laughs> and why could he park near her house? Why did she have to meet him in front of Simon Fear's creepy old mansion? <laughs> I can't get over that <laughs> Simon Fear. He thought of the Ugh. disturbing dream he had just had about her, and the photo in the newspaper article flashed into his mind. He forced himself not to think about that. He wanted to kiss her again. And again. Oh my god. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> this was so exciting! <laughs> he turned onto Fear Street and stopped in front of the burned-out mansion. Across the street, the cemetery lay dark and still. He turned off the headlights. The blackness enveloped him. Emo. This is the black parade. When I was... <laughs> That's all I know. I don't actually like my chemical romance. Sorry. He couldn't see a thing. He suddenly felt as if the blackness had walled him off from the rest of the world, as if he had entered a black tunnel. An endless black tunnel. A tunnel leading to... But what color? I don't know. <laughs> and how long? <laughs> and how sad. <laughs> he turned around to look out the back window for her. No sign of her. Nothing moved. The trees, black shadows against the blacker sky. What? what? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, poetic. This is good, it's right? poetry. <laughs> Could have been painted on a backdrop. A black drop. <laughs> he rolled down the window and breathed the frigid air. He looked for her in the rearview mirror. She still wasn't coming. Neither was he. He reached for the door handle to get out of the car. But remembering the huge Doberman, he decided against it. It was too cold with the window down. He rolled it back up. 
Where was she? Riveting! Oh my god. <laughs> he held his wrist up to check the time, but he had forgotten to put on his watch. Oh my god. Idiot. He turned again and peered out the In back the window. <laughs> Only blackness. How many times has they said black on this page? Not enough. Clearly. Despite the cold, his palms were hot and sweaty. Mom spaghetti. He coughed. <laughs> <laughs> his throat felt tight and dry. He couldn't sit still any longer. He was too nervous. He pushed open the door and climbed out. He closed the door quickly so no one could see the light. He listened for the neighbor and his vicious four-legged companion, the ghostly guards. Silence. This must be what it's like on the moon, he told himself. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> he is definitely high. Oh, boy. Kids are stupid. <laughs> just the dumbest. So quiet. So still. So unreal. The insistent theme music from the Twilight Zone ran through his mind. Where was she? He started to walk down the long block toward her house. The air was cold and wet, so wet it seemed to cling to him as he walked. He stopped at the edge of her driveway and looked up at the old house. Dark. Completely dark. Or was it? <laughs> was it? He seems so stupid. <laughs> just It's just either not dark a, or not it's not. Not a bright boy. No. <laughs> Dull boy. He's not just a dumb jock gymnast, which is yeah. a lot of high schools have gymnastics teams. <laughs> Was that a sliver of light escaping from beneath a second story window blind? Someone was awake in there. Was it Anna? Was she waiting for him? Or was she waiting for the right moment to sneak out and come down to him? Was someone keeping her from making her escape? Brad. Crazy Brad. Who the fuck is Brad? I okay, oh. so it's not just me. <laughs> Was that the creepy uh, brother? I think it's a brother. I think it's Nothing a brother. actually makes sense. Oh. But, but also, I don't remember, so I like him just going like, Brad, crazy Brad. <laughs> there was a sense of familiarity here. And I was like, I'm, I'm not familiar. <laughs> He shuddered as a chill ran through his body. He decided to go back and wait in the car. The street was so dark, he couldn't see more than a few feet in front of him. The only sounds were his footsteps as he trudged over the gravelly road. Finally, he climbed into the car and closed the door. It wasn't much warmer inside. He slid down low in the seat, pulling his head down into his jacket, trying to warm up. Where was she? He stu- <clears throat> Pick up. <laughs> he stared at the windshield, watching it frost up from his breath. Was he shivering from the cold, or from the fact that he was starting to worry about her? Maybe something terrible had happened to her. Don't feel bad, Alex, because at some point while reading this, you're going to witness John have a stroke in real time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's bound to happen. Sometimes words are hard. Uh, but but like hard. it's but it's not even gonna be like a hard word. It'll be like two, or and, or the. <laughs> Fair enough. It's great. Set I love it every success. time it happens. <laughs> Maybe she had called him because she knew she was in danger. It almost happened right there. It almost happened. 
immediately. He's in your head. He's in my head. How do words? How do words? Maybe she had called him because she knew she was in danger and he hadn't come soon enough. <sighs> Staring at. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Staring at staring at the opaque layers of steam on the windshield. What? Court is he back in the car? Sorry. Yes, he's I just, waiting. I, in the car. I ran. It. I ran to get a beer. Corey's ideas grew wilder and wilder. Maybe Brad was holding Anna prisoner in that house. She had said that Brad was dangerous. That was the very word she had used. Dangerous. Or maybe. She wanted Cory to help her escape from Brad. Only Brad had found out about her plan, and he had, he had, what? He pushed open the door and jumped out. He looked back down the block toward her house. She wasn't coming. His breath was forming curtains of smoke in front of him. Curtains? He realized he was breathing very rapidly, and his heart was pounding. Where was she? He had no choice. He had to go to her house. He had to make sure she was- a bunch of choices. Okay. <laughs> He had any number of infinite choices <laughs> at this point. Anything else? Just literally think of a thing, and that's a choice. <laughs> he had to go break into this person's house on Fear Street. She had called him for help, and all he had done was sit in his car trying to stay warm. Fucking pussy. Some help. <laughs> He began jogging, or yogging, to her house. <laughs> his sneakers thudding loudly over the hard ground, the only sound beside his gasping breaths. He turned up the gravel drive and picked up speed. Looking up, he saw the thin sliver of light in the upstairs window. The ground tilted and swayed. What? Why? Maybe the dog knocked him. He forced himself to keep- Magic house? <laughs> he forced himself to keep yogging steadily. Up on the porch now. <laughs> Then he was ringing the bell, forgetting that it was broken. <laughs> uh. Then he was knocking on the door. First a normal knock, and then when no one answered, as hard as he could. Where was she? What were they doing to her? <laughs> he is psychotic. <laughs> the door swung open. Brad, looking sleepy and puffy-eyed, stepped quickly on out onto the porch, nearly knocking Corey over backward. His little eyes opened briefly with surprise, then narrowed as anger spread over his pink face. R.L. Stein is very unflattering in his description of the character Brad. <laughs> remember before he was like, a, a small man with a big, puffy, weird face came out and raspily said... Oh my like god, the there's a lot of the screaming basket on case this page. Video. Oh man. You get the scream You want page. me to scream? Yes, I do want okay. you to scream. Uh, you, he said, and turned his face as if to spit. But Cor you. Corey tried to say something, but he was too out of breath. What do you want now, Brad asked, leaning menacingly over Corey. What are you doing here? Anna called me. Corey managed to get out. Brad's face filled with rage. He reached out and grabbed the front of Corey's jacket. Are you trying to torture me? He screamed. Is this some kind of cruel prank? Corey tried to pull away, but Brad's grip was surprisingly strong. Wait, I... I told you! Brad screamed at the top of his lungs. Anna is dead! Anna is dead! Why can't you believe me? He was pulling Corey's jacket so hard, Corey was having trouble breathing. 
In a desperate attempt to free himself, Cory brought both hands up and smashed them down against Brad's forearms. Brad let go. Damn. Cory started to back away. This seemed to enrage Brad even more. He's gonna get arrested. <laughs> he grabbed Cory by the hashtag Team Brad. <laughs> yeah. He grabbed Cory by the. Cory's like psychologically tormenting this guy. Yeah. yeah. He keeps showing up to ask Where's about his your dead, dead sister. sister? <laughs> I just want to make out with her again. I just want to bag your dead sister. <laughs> 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 this seemed to enrage Brad even more. He grabbed Cory by the jacket front again and started dragging him. He pulled him through the open front door and into the house. Now I'm going to get rid of you once and for all, Brad said. <gasps> ba, ba, ba. Chapter 14 This isn't happening to me, Cory told himself. This is just another bad dream. Wake up now, Cory. Wake up. He didn't wake up. He was already awake. <laughs> this was no dream. Brad pulled him into the living room. The house felt hot and steamy. The air smelled stale. A small fire was going in the fireplace against the far wall. A lot of... Lot, ooh, nice subtle alliteration there. I, I'm all about it. There were no other lights. Shadows twisted in the dark walls. The fire cracked loudly, startling Corey. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, how loudly could it have cracked? <laughs> Corey's definitely high. Did they, uh... <laughs> Did we decide on a voice for Brad? He had like a raspy voice. But okay. you can do whatever you want. Brad laughed. <laughs> he was really enjoying Corey's fear on Fear Street. He loosened his grip on Corey's jacket. Corey took a step back. Brad's rhinestone stud earrings sparkled what? in the firelight. What? Which I think is a detail that we're just now hearing about. 100%. His eyes grew watery from laughing. <clears throat> You're really scared of me, aren't you? He demanded, wiping tears from his eyes. Corey didn't reply. He stared back at the odd young man, trying to figure out how to escape if Brad attacked again. <laughs> but he was too frightened to think clearly. Get out of here, Brad growled. I'm letting you go, but don't ever come back. He's from New York. Yeah. Sorry, guys. No, he definitely is. Corey hesitated for a second. He wasn't sure he had heard right. Then he ran past Brad and out of the house. The door slammed hard behind him. The shock of the cold air revived him quickly. He stopped halfway down the driveway, turned, and then looked up to the second floor window. The blind had been raised and light poured out into the surrounding darkness. A figure stood, up, a figure stood in the window looking down on him. Anna, he called, cupping his hands around his mouth. Anna, is that you? <laughs> he waved frantically to her. The figure in the window pulled down the blind. The front yard returned to total darkness. How far can you spit that? What? Wait. Baller line. <laughs> Wait, Dave. What voice is David again? Uh, doofus. Oh, yeah. How far can you spit that? What this peach bit? Arnie held. Oh wait, no, Arnie. Where's Arnie? Wait. Oh god, I forgot who everybody like is. I read Anna, and so I was doing the mouse voice. I was so fully expecting you to do an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice, and then when you're like, "What, what this peach bit?" Does Arnie have a voice? Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Or is he Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. now? What this peach bit? <laughs> 
Arnie oh, held up God. the red pit between his finger and his thumb. Yeah, how far? David asked, his ex- expression serious as if he were making a scientific survey. <laughs> I can speed it into that wastebasket, Arnie said, <laughs> pointing to a green wastebasket on the other side of the lunchroom, oh, at least 100 feet away. Easy. You're crazy, David said. You'll never make it. No problem, Arnie insisted. In fact, it's too easy. (laughs) Tell you what. See that kid with the red hair? Sort of looks like you. I'll ricochet it off that kid's head and into the wastebasket. Just to make it hot. It does seem like something Arnold Schwarzenegger would do. There's no way I'll be able to keep up with which voice. <laughs> that, I just matter. fucked it up real bad. It just matter. follow yeah. your heart. I, that's, yeah. I literally was about to say, follow your heart, Alex. Yeah, it don't gonna, matter. I'm just going to stick it in dry. <laughs> <laughs> it is about spinning. So like if you were fucking a on ghost. The tip first. No way, David said, shaking his head. You can't spit half that far. What do you think, Brooks? What? Corey looked up from his ham sandwich. (laughs) Think he can do it? Corey shrugged his shoulders. Sorry, I was thinking about something else. He was thinking about Anna, of course. Shocker. He'd been trying to phone her for two days. No one uses phone as a verb anymore. (laughs) I sent you a telegram. Didn't you get it? (laughs) I sent you a wire. (laughs) I sent for you. (laughs) No one had answered the phone. Arnie says he can spit the pit into the basket over there, David explained. So, Corey frowned. So, have you lost all interest in sports, Brooks? (laughs) David demanded. (laughs) Demanded. Slamming his fist down hard on the counter. (laughs) We had a very yeah, important Hank, group very dynamic Hank Hill. <laughs> Very Hank Hill. Have you lost all interest in sports, Brooks? That boy ain't right. <laughs> Bad ball, enough boy. you lost your sense of humor. <laughs> now you don't care about major league athletic demonstrations? <laughs> Why don't you guys grow up, Corey said wearily. He took a bite of the sandwich, but he felt too tired to chew. What? I just don't have the will to eat this ham sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I lost my place moment. I got it. Why don't you guys grow up, Corey said wearily. Took a bite of the sandwich, but he felt too tired to chew. You're wrecked, man, Arnie said, rolling the peach pit around his fingers. What's your problem, anyway? I... I haven't been getting much sleep, Corey told him. That blonde girl keeping you up late, Arnie said with an an exaggerated leer. Um, how come you're not sharing any of this with your pals? Leave him alone, David said, turning Arnie around in his chair. Spit the pit. Five dollars says it doesn't go halfway across the room. You're on, man, Arnie said. That's a bet. He tossed the peach pit into his mouth and took a deep breath. That's five dollars in eighties money too. And then choked yeah, on that's the pit. Good money. Yeah. 
Why would you spit the pit of something that you wouldn't normally even have the pit in your mouth for? You don't put a whole peach pit in your mouth. Oral fixation. Like, like he ate the whole peach and the, all he Maybe, had left was Maybe, but pit. it's not like it was just in there. Oh. Maybe he unhinges his jaw and puts the peach in the bowl and <laughs> yeah. then just like gnaws just until like, all the fruit <laughs> comes <laughs> off. Yeah. 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 Like that guy in the bar and my cousin Vinny with the chicken leg. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I like the phrase spit the pit. That's a g- <laughs> I want to bring that back. Spit the pit. Kill the beast. Spit the pit. Kill the dorks. Kick their shins. Bush the Ria. <laughs> Suddenly his eyes popped open wide. His oh, wait. Did, is he actually joking? I was making a joke before, but Suddenly his eyes popped open wide, like in Total Recall. Remember when Arnold Schwarzenegger's eyes did that? They popped up. <laughs> He grabbed his neck, his mouth fell open, he gasped for breath, and it sounded like this. <laughs> oh no! He swallowed it! He's choking! David screamed, <laughs> leaping up from his chair and frantically pounding Arnie on the back. Arnie's face turned bright red. He was struggling to breathe, but it was obvious that he couldn't. Help! Somebody help! Corey yelled. Oh my god, he's choking to death! David, horrified, went quite as flower. Looked as if he might faint. Help! Somebody! Corey stopped screaming. He stared at Arnie. He realized that Arnie was laughing now. Arnie winked at him. He held up his hand. The peach pit was still inside it. He oh, had never Arnie. even put it in his mouth. A twist. Gotcha! Dick. Arnie told his two friends, <laughs> grinning triumphantly. He collapsed on the table and riot his laughter. <laughs> David quickly revi- revived. David quickly revived and joined him, laughing and pounding the table like a couple of dicks. Corey stood up and disgustedly threw the rest of his ham sandwich in the trash. <laughs> you guys are just sick, he muttered. Does he still have ham in his mouth? <laughs> he hasn't chill, managed to chew it. It's just like softening. I couldn't find the like... will to eat that ham. He, yeah, I love ham. He stood up and he went like this. Like a dough ball. Hey, come on, Brooks. Arnie said, "What's your problem? It's funny, and you know it." Corey shook his head, <laughs> and he went out the door. He wandered. <laughs> he wandered around the parking lot for a while. It was bitter cold, and he didn't have his jacket, but he didn't notice. He was trying to convince himself to stop thinking about Anna, to just erase her from his mind. Like that movie, Eraser, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> You've been erased. Is that a movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh. The, the big guns. He knew he'd feel so much better if he could just forget about her and go back to his old life. Look at me, he thought. I'm totally wrecked. I've had no sleep. My schoolwork is suffering. My gymnastics is suffering. I'm suffering. Oh, no. And all because of a girl whose creepy brother keeps telling me she's dead. She is dead. And other <laughs> yeah, people. That's... Oh my... And the news! And the news! <laughs> and the news! <laughs> oh, boy. <sighs> he had to drop her, force her out of his life. He knew that's what he had to do, but he also knew he couldn't do it. At least not until he got some answers about the newspaper clipping, about her brother, about why she had called him and then not shown up. He heard the warning bell ring inside the building. It was almost time for fifth period. 
Shivering, he felt the cold for the first time and, rubbing his arms to warm them, hurried back into the building. He and Lisa arrived at their lockers at the same time. How's it going? She asked. He tilted his hand from side to side to indicate so-so. Thank you for describing that in this book. I'm really sorry about Saturday. <laughs> he could said. have said, meh. He could have said, so-so. <laughs> I like mean, a, eh. Yeah. Eh. Shrug. Meh. I'm really sorry about Saturday, she said. I mean, about the gymnastics match and everything. He searched her face to see if she was making fun of him, but she looked sincerely sorry. There's always another match, he muttered. I guess, she said. She was acting strange, he noticed. Awkward. She wasn't teasing him or putting him down the way she had for their entire lives. So how's it going with you, he asked. Okay. She was having trouble with her combination lock. Finally, she Riveting. pulled it open and opened, and opened her locker. Can I ask you something, Bird? Her voice was muffled behind the locker door. <laughs> sure, she said. It wasn't like Lisa oh to be God. so formal. <laughs> if she had something to ask, she usually just asked it. Uh, well, you know there's the turnaround dance here Saturday night, babe. Want to go with me? She asked it very fast, as if it were all one word. Okay, so reread. Uh, well, you know there's a turnaround dance here Saturday night. Want to go with me, babe? What's a fucking <laughs> turnaround dance? Fast. Yeah, what is a turnaround dance? Words. Is that like Sadie Hawkins? Uh, I'm assuming. That's what I'm guessing. She was still hiding behind her No, it's a door. it's a dance where they only play Total Eclipse of the Heart. <laughs> yes! Turn <laughs> around. <laughs> no, I, was, I was thinking it's a, it's a dance where you, like, dance butt to butt. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Just grind butts. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Corey was dance. very surprised. He and Lisa had been friends their whole lives, but they'd never gone out on a date. She had never given any indication <laughs> oh my God. that she had liked him. <laughs> Fucking idiot. It was a really good idea, he decided quickly. Oh. He had to try to forget about Anna and fuck Lisa's feelings. <laughs> she could be a rebound <laughs> yeah. of a girl that he never even dated. Or at least not think about her oh, all the time. God. Going out with Lisa would help him. What a good friend Lisa was. She oh really my... was there for him when he needed it. Oh, he's the villain. Oh, my God. Oh, Lisa. <laughs> sure, he said. Great. Lisa peeked out from behind her locker door. She had a big smile on her face. I'll pick you up at 8 o'clock, babe. She said. She sounded genuinely excited. Corey smiled back at her. Lisa was certainly acting weird, what? as if she had a crush on him or something. Oh, my God. He glanced past her down the fast, emptying corridor. Was that Anna watching him in the shadows two classrooms down? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> or was he just imagining that it was Anna? <laughs> I've got to get her out of my mind, he told himself, feeling genuinely frightened. Now I'm starting <laughs> to see her everywhere. But wait. She stepped out of the shadows. <laughs> she was walking toward them. It was Anna. <laughs> she walked quickly between them and gave Corey a warm smile. Hi, she said softly, <laughs> her eyes revealing when she was happy to see him. She was wearing a white blouse and an old-fashioned flower pattern jumper. Somehow, she looked even more fragile than usual. Hi, Corey said. He took a step back. She was standing a little too close to him. He looked at Lisa, who looked very surprised. Hi, oh, Lisa said, <laughs> sticking out her hand to shake hands. We haven't really met. I'm Lisa, Lisa Bloom. You're in my physics class, babe. <laughs> yes, I know, Anna said. 
shaking Lisa's hand and giving her a warm smile. I've noticed you. You're very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, funny doesn't get you too far in physics, babe. Lisa said, shaking oh, her head. I love Lisa. She pulled at her black curls. <sighs> she seemed nervous. When did you move to Shadyside? Oh. A few weeks ago. Anna told her. It's hard being the new girl here. It's such a big school. What's the name of the book? I used to go to Melrose Upstate. We only had 200 students. Corey's about the only new friend I've made here. She smiled at Corey. He could feel himself blushing. Lucky girl, Lisa said with her usual sarcasm. She gave Corey a funny look. How long have you two known each other? And asked Lisa. Too long, babe. Lisa cracked. Corey didn't join in their laughter. He couldn't take his eyes off Anna. She was so beautiful. And it was so great having a normal conversation with her, seeing her get along so well with Lisa. Seeing her talk to another person. You see her too? Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Okay, so it's it's not bad that I'm lost right now, right? Yeah, no, it's all good. No, you're, you're supposed fine. to okay. be. Just roll with that it. Mean, right. That means it's working. <laughs> Anna suddenly looked upset. Gee, I, I hope I didn't er- interrupt anything, she said to Lisa. I'm sorry, I, I heard you ask Corey to the dance, and then I just barged in here between you two and... No, don't be silly, Lisa said. She glanced at her watch. Oh, the bell's gonna ring. I promised I'd be early today. I've gotta run. She picked up her book bag and slammed her locker shut. Bye, Corey. Nice meeting you, Anna. She shouted as she ran down the hallway. <clears throat> as soon as Lisa disappeared around the corner, Anna grabbed Corey's hand and squeezed it tightly. Remember Friday night? She whispered into his ear, standing on tiptoe to reach it. Standing on tiptoe to reach it. That's, that's the wording here. One, that, one yes, tiptoe. Yeah, standing on uh, one tiptoe. To, to reach what? His ear. Oh. That's not a good sentence. No. <laughs> yes, he remembered Friday night. But with her standing so close to him holding his hand, he completely forgot everything else he knew. Yeah, he said. Brilliant reply, Corey. Very impressive. She brushed his ear with her lips and whispered something else. He couldn't quite make out what it was. It sounded like, you're all mine now. But that couldn't be it. Hey, Anna, he started. We've got to talk. I've got to ask you about... But she covered his mouth with her hand. About being dead. (laughs) Then she replaced her hand with her lips and kissed him. The kiss seemed to last forever. Corey had to struggle to breathe. They were finally interrupted by someone whistling at them. Her ammo seems to be to murder him with her mouth. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think that's what she's trying to do. Suffocate. She's like a bite. dementor. <clears throat> murder mouth. Old murder mouth Anna. Anna pulled back. <laughs> murder Corey... mouth was my metal band in college. And with a little thing called verbal consent, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Corey looked up to see who whistled. The bell rang. Bye, Corey, she whispered, giving him a conspiratorial smile and ran off down the hall. No, wait! But she was gone. And now he was late for class. Who whistled? He shook what? his head. Who fucking cares? He knew it's he couldn't high school. hear... Oh. Everyone can see this ghost. He knew he couldn't hear a word that was said in any of his classes. He'd be thinking about Anna all afternoon. 
<clears throat> you already spent the effort describing the ham sandwich. You can't describe every person in the high school. <laughs> Smooth move, Ace. Huh? You heard me, babe. Lisa said. It was three hours later. School was over for the afternoon. They had met once again at their lockers. When Mr. Martin stood right in front of you and said, Corey, I don't think you've heard a word I said today. And you said, what? Real smooth move. <laughs> Get off my case! Corey snapped. I just wasn't listening, that's all. Guess not. <laughs> Lisa laughed. <laughs> what are you doing now? You've got practice, babe? Yeah, I'm still in the team, believe it or not. Corey muttered dispiritedly. Well, uh, do you want to come over after uh, dinner and maybe study and... She opened her locker and reached inside. Touch knees. Hey, there's something sticky. <laughs> oh, she pulled her hand out and then she screamed. Her hand was covered with blood. Lisa, what is it? Corey asked, not seeing the blood on her hands. A dead cat flopped out of her locker and dropped onto her white sneakers. What? The locker was splattered with blood. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm allergic to dead cats. <laughs> the cat's stomach had been slit open. Lisa. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> this book went to 11. Yeah. Lisa pressed her head against the cool tile wall. I don't believe this. I don't believe this. She kept repeating herself, not moving from the wall. Corey saw something tied around the dead cat's throat. It was a note written on white notebook paper. He bent down, pulled it off, and read it to himself. Lisa, you're dead too! That was a note. What? Give me the How many people are dead? Yeah, read the next page. I think it's a, it's a threat. Oh, it was a quote. Like, you're dead. It was a note. I you're also dead read it as too. surprise. Lisa's also dead. I know, that's I was just like, how many fucking ghosts are there in this book? Is Corey the only alive person? <laughs> how many ghosts? Well, I have the theory that Corey's dead. I don't know how that plan oh. like plays out, but I'm sticking with it. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, my theory was that like this is Anna's sister taking her identity, and she was the one that pushed her down the stairs. Yeah, so that was Becca's like, theory. That's mine too. Yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, you guys so have the same theory. Happening. I think they like locked that sister up in, like the, in attic the attic or something, and yeah. she just like keeps sneaking out yeah. and pretending to be Anna. And going to school. And going to school. Psycho. And taking physics and yeah. killing cats. Yeah. Well, you know, you know the, taking kid, the kids have to go to school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sexually assaulting teenage boys. Yeah. It's just the one so far. Just the one. Is this like assaulting a minor? How old is the sister? I don't know. 32. <laughs> ah! No, I don't know. <laughs> Chapter 15. Anna. Hi, Corey. I waited for you. Oh, wait. That's not her voice. It doesn't matter. How was practice? <laughs> he sighed and tossed his book bag wearily over his shoulder. Don't ask. I didn't make it to practice. Oh. She hurried to keep up with him as he headed down the walk and toward the street. It was five o'clock and the sky was already dark. A wet wind blew in their faces, Ew. gusting around them, <laughs> making it hard to walk. Uh, if that happened, I'd be like, the fuck is a wet wind? <laughs> like, if it's, like if it's like slightly raining and it's also windy, so you're just like... <laughs> But, okay, I guess. <laughs> Misting. But Corey needed fresh air. He needed to move to use his muscles to let off some energy. I had to help Lisa clean her locker, he said. He spun around and looked into Anna's eyes. He wanted to see if she had any idea what he was talking about. What? Is she an obsessively neat person? Anna asked. 
laughing a light musical laugh. Have <laughs> 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 ever heard of cleaning out your locker when school has just started? <laughs> I thought the same notes. <laughs> Take. I did a s- scale. Oh my god. She didn't seem to know about the cat, or else she was a really good actress. As they cleaned up the mess, Lisa had insisted that Anna had to be the prime suspect. She heard that we were going to the dance together. She's jealous, babe, Lisa had said, watching the paper towels in her hands soak up the cat's dark red blood. Don't they have a janitor? Get real! Yeah, right? The janitor's like, you, got, you guys gotta I've clean never that gone dead out cat with her. yourself. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Corey had insisted. I saw the way she looked at you, Lisa said. The way she stood next to you, very possessive. She did this. I know it, babe. That's just stupid. Lisa's accusations were making Corey really angry. Nicholas Cage angry. <clears throat> Go get more paper towels, Lisa said. Ugh, I think I'm going to be sick. It's a good thing I hate cats, babe. Jesus. What? Is it? Like, yeah, oh, I don't care about seeing a gutted cat. Like. Yeah. <laughs> now, an hour and a half later, Corey was walking in the wind, explaining to Anna what had happened. It was a dead cat. Someone had slid open its stomach, he told her. He studied Anna's reaction. Her mouth formed a small O of horror. No! Someone tied a note around the cat's neck. Corey continued. It said, you're dead too. How horrible. Anna cried, raising her hand to her mouth. Poor Lisa. Who would do such a disgusting thing? She seemed genuinely distressed. Corey felt guilty for suspecting her immediately. He knew she hadn't done it. <laughs> Wanna go get a Coke or something? <laughs> <laughs> he asked. Oh my god. No. She shook her head, her light hair tossing wildly in the strong wind. Let's just walk. I can't believe that about Lisa. That's just so horrible. Let's change the subject, he said, trying to brighten up. I heard you were the best gymnast at Shadyside last year, she said, obediently changing the subject. Whoa! Like a good woman. <laughs> God. Holy shit. How dare you talk about things I don't want to talk about. That was last year, he said quietly. That was before you arrived, he thought. All athletes have slumps, don't they? She asked softly, taking his arm, using him as a shield against the wind. Let's change the subject again, he said. This is crazy. Okay. Maybe we could talk about the turnaround dance, she said softly, putting her mouth right up to his ear. It sent a chill down his back. What about it? He asked. Wouldn't you rather go with me? Her voice got tiny and sweet <laughs> like a little child. Ew. Ew. I hate I it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what's grosser, this or that Sasquatch book you guys read? At the oh, same- no, Sasquatch. Sasquatch by this are. At the oh, same the time, one, like, the real kids are horrible. By an elected official? <laughs> no. Oh. Actually, that one wasn't so bad. <laughs> but maybe it was just You know, in the hierarchy of Sasquatch um, erotica. At least the um, that one was, like, consensual. Oh, the one that John's well, talking yeah. about was rapey. Yeah. For those that don't know what we're talking horror. about, check out CD Reed. Oh, boy. A podcast that we definitely do regularly. 
We'll do it again one day. Listen to the Sasquatch episode if yes. you want to hear about well, that, bucket that, loads of shit. Oh, but now you guys got the setup for it. That's true. Yes, thank you. We're working on it. Um, we read one book that we still need to talk we about, did. and I'm almost done with one other thing, and then I'll turn it over to you. I just got something in the mail that might work. I don't actually know yet. Nice. I've read a lot of things that do not. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hit or miss. Yeah, and I have a, a Why? after the like, Sasquatch incident. No. no, it's not good or bad. It's like rape or not. Uh-oh. Yeah. And or so like surprise incest, like six books, <laughs> or surprise incest. incest. Yeah, yeah. Surprise incest. reading so. a vampire one. Well, not it's not like this is an incest vampire romance. It's like this is a vampire romance, and then you read it and you're like, no, thank you. Like ninety percent <laughs> of the way through, you find out that they're related. No, oh. like immediately. Oh, <laughs> you just know, <laughs> the and first then they page. hook up anyway. Oh. So we're to assume this is the appeal. (laughs) I guess so. It's a twofer. Got an itch they want to scratch, but I don't want to scratch. (laughs) Back to this little. Let's get back to the little child begging (laughs) for candy. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't you rather go with me? Her voice got tiny and sweet, like a little child begging for candy. Ugh. Well, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Hot. Great. But I couldn't do that to Lisa. We've been friends too long, and... Oh. She frowned in disappointment. Then almost immediately her face brightened again. Oh. Well, some other time, I guess. They turned down Park Drive, walking slowly, Anna holding on lightly to his arm. So lightly he could barely feel her touch through his down jacket because she's not there. It felt great to be walking with her. She was so beautiful. Walking down the tree-lined street, the tall street lights just coming on to brighten the gray evening. She seemed prettier, calmer, and happier than he had ever seen her. Is he ever going to ask her, why does everyone in the newspaper keep telling me you're dead? She admitted she was dead, though. But no, that was a dream. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, you'd think you'd bring that up. Like, if I read in a newspaper that Kelly was dead and saw a picture of Kelly, if I saw you, I'd be like, what the fuck? (laughs) What is this? I'd be like, I'm dead, yo! (laughs) Oh, shit! If there's one thing R.L. Stein does quite accurately, is that uh, young people are terrible, (laughs) and all he ever writes are terrible characters. Yeah. Whereas, like, all the grown-ups are just trying their best. <laughs> I mean, even even the plant dad in that one Goosebumps, like, you Don't know, he was just trying his best. Poor plant dad <laughs> was doing his best. <laughs> Justice for plant dad. Plant dad. <laughs> and, like, th- th- they could have had two dads. Dr. Brewer. Dr. Brewer. Like, kill the other one. <laughs> because children are terrible. <laughs> okay, picking up. He felt bad about interrupting this peaceful moment. But he realized he had no choice. There were too many questions he had to ask her. Too many things he was eager to know. Here it comes. I was at your house again, he started. He could feel her tighten her grip on his arm, as if she expected what was about to come next. As if she expected it and dreaded it. Your brother, Brad, he answered the door again. 
Brad, she mouthed the word without making a sound. I don't know how I'm supposed to read it out loud without... Anyway. <laughs> it's like this. Ow. I thought the same joke. <laughs> Corey stopped walking and turned to face her. He seemed very upset, Anna. He grabbed me and pulled me into the house and started to rough me up. He kept saying you were dead. Her mouth dropped open in shock. She uttered a cry, a squeal of pain and surprise like a small dog that's been stepped on. No! (laughs) (laughs) She slipped off his arm and started to run down the sidewalk, her white moccasins not making any sound. Moccasins. He wasn't... The the most ghostly shoe. Okay, so we got a got a First Nations connection going on. <laughs> All right. I'm into it. <laughs> he wasn't going to make <laughs> He wasn't going to let her get away this time. Flinging his book bag to the ground, he ran after her. He caught her easily, grabbed her arms and spun her around. She refused to look at him. "Go away," she cried, shoving him back. Go away, Corey. You don't want to get involved. I'm already involved, he told her, refusing not to let her... He told her, refusing to let her go. I can't stop thinking about you. Those words caused her to stop struggling. She stared at him questioningly, as if she didn't believe it, as if she couldn't have heard him correctly. I'm sorry, she said, her voice a whisper. As darkness settled, the air grew even colder, and the wind picked up. He let go of her arms. She turned and started walking back in the direction of the high school. He followed, walking a few steps behind her. I have to know the truth, he said. Why did your brother say that about you? I don't know, she answered, without looking back. I told you he was crazy. Someone called me before you did last Friday night and told me not to see you because you were dead, and if I did see you, I'd be dead too. Was that your brother? I don't know, she said. I really don't know. You've got to believe me. She started walking faster. He had to hurry to keep up. But why would your brother say a thing like that? Corey demanded. Why would he tell people you were dead? She spun around, and he almost ran into her. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's crazy. I told you. He's crazy. And he's very dangerous. She shouted, tears forming in her ghost eyes. I really can't talk about it. Don't you understand? Who else lives with you? Corey asked, deliberately lowering his voice. (laughs) He didn't want to make her cry. He didn't want to... He didn't want her to get hysterical. The poor girl obviously had a troubled brother who was making life difficult for her. Just my mother, Anna answered, wiping her eyes with the backs of her hands. But she isn't very well. It's just the three of us. They walked on a little in silence, side by side. Don't listen to Brad, she said finally. I don't feel like doing your voice anymore. I'm here. I'm here with you. Don't listen to him. Just stay away from him. He mustn't know about about us. Sorry for all the questions, he said softly, putting his arm around her shoulder. I didn't mean to upset you. It's just that I didn't know what to think, and you called me Saturday night, and then... What? No, Corey, you mean Friday night. You called me Saturday night, too, and I came as fast as I could, and... 
She turned and stopped him by putting both hands on his chest. She looked very upset. Someone played a horrible joke on you, she said, her blue eyes burning into his. I never called you Saturday night. Bum, bum. A cat in my face. <laughs> then who? Shh, it's okay, she said, putting her finger to his lips. She keeps doing that. Let's not talk anymore. Shh, shut up. That seems like shut a big deal, but okay. Shut up. She tilted her head up. He leaned down and started to kiss her. No! She cried suddenly, startling him. She pulled away. Uh... She wasn't looking at him. She was looking past him to the tall hedges that bordered the sidewalk. I've got to go. Don't follow. He's watching me. She turned and ran up the street towards the high school. I I'm distracted by this cat. Please don't step on the laptop. <laughs> stupid animal. Oh, look at that butthole. Check out that butt. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, Hi, Pancakes! <laughs> pancakes wants to be a part of okay. the podcast. She turned and ran up the street. Corey stood helplessly watching her flee for a few seconds. Then he moved quickly to investigate the hedges. He ran around to the other side. About a hundred yards away, someone in a dark... F someone in a dark fur parka what? was running at full speed in the other direction. What? Along the hedge. <laughs> what? Was it Brad? <laughs> fur parka? Scariest moment thus far. <laughs> Aren't Could be. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Anna care. was telling the truth. Now her crazy brother was spying on them. Out of my drink. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to figure out. Okay. Well, I heard the big news. What? Corey looked up from the new issue of Sports Illustrated. I heard the big news, his mother repeated. She seemed annoyed that Corey didn't know what she was talking about. I was just talking to Lisa's mother. Yeah? Corey flipped through till he found the gymnastics article he was looking for. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, so I have another lame. theory. Um, R.L. Stein did gymnastics at some point, and he was like, you know, there's not enough books about gymnastics. I have a different stars. theory. The kids need to know. My theory, is, my theory is that Corey had a different hobby or after school activity, and then he did a, like a search and replace. Because <laughs> everything that he, like, whenever he talks about the gymnastics, it sounds like someone who doesn't really know how it works. Like someone, just that yeah. kids do gymnastics. It's like if I had to write about gymnastics. Or maybe yeah. he thought like he was like being revolutionary. Like, there's never been a book about a gymnastics person in this genre. And a, and yeah, a like he started out with a different ground. sport, <laughs> and then was like, I have initials for a name. God damn it! I'm gonna turn the world on its ass. All right, where did gymnastics I? Gymnastics kid. Where the fuck did I leave off? <clears throat> he was looking for his gymnastics. Okay. Uh, all right. Corey flipped through till he found the gymnastics article he was looking for, which I don't think any. What is there to say? Uh, any issue of Sports Illustrated is that gymnastics. This week in the world of gymnastics, unless it's an Olympic year, another gymnastic yeah, person jumped on some rings. Yeah. And what's the big news? Get off that pommel what about horse. You and Lisa, <laughs> Mrs. Brooks said impatiently. Huh? She walked over and stood in front of the couch, forcing him to look up from the magazine. Am I speaking to Corey Brooks of Planet Earth? She asked. He rolled his eyes. Give me a break. Good one, Mom. <laughs> well, are you or are you not going to take Lisa out on a date? I fucked up reading it, so That's I changed fine. it. <laughs> oh, he suddenly remembered the turnaround dance, Every which is a common phrase. Can... Yeah, yeah, I guess. What was the big deal? Why was his mom smiling like that? Why did she seem so oh pleased? God. As if their parents were planning from the get-go for them to fuck. Ugh. 
I always knew it would happen, she said, crossing her arms as if hugging herself and going up on tiptoes. Me and everyone and quickly else. back down, repeating it several times, as if reaffirming our own theory about this. It was her own peculiar exercise. She always did it, instead of standing still. What? I always knew the time would come when you and Lisa wouldn't want to be just friends anymore. Well, what planet are you from? Corey asked disgustedly. Well, I just think it's nice that you and Lisa... I've got more important things to think about, he said. <laughs> like this girls. gymnastics magazine. Like dead girls. <laughs> like what? Like Anna, he thought. But he didn't say anything. He just shrugged. Like your homework, she asked. Oh, right. I forgot. He climbed off the couch and started quickly up to his room. Thanks for reminding me, he called down. Thanks a bunch. <laughs> I carried it not sarcastically. No, yeah. No one says thanks a bunch sincerely. No. Ever. <laughs> Never. Anytime, he heard her say from the kitchen. Hey, your father and I are going out, so you'll have peace and quiet for studying. He sat down at his desk and tried to concentrate on ancient China. <laughs> But his mind kept wandering. Anna's face kept drifting into his thoughts, taking him away from the fourth Ming dynasty. <laughs> again and again, he saw the look of terror on her face when she realized that Brad was watching them. Why was she so afraid of Brad? What hold did he have over her? What was he doing to her? He realized he hadn't gotten satisfactory answers from her. In fact, he hadn't gotten any answers. Anna really seemed too frightened to talk about it. He decided if he underlined the text, it might help him to concentrate. He opened his desk drawer and began to search for a yellow highlighter. The phone rang. It's not the same as underlining. It's true. <laughs> he stared at it, a heavy feeling forming in the pit of his stomach. He used to look forward to the phone ringing. <laughs> now the sound filled him with dread. It rang a second time. A third time. He was alone in the house. He could just let it ring forever. He stared at look it. At his, his hand only inches away from the receiver. Should he answer it or not? Dun, dun. I love how every chapter has to be a cliffhanger, even if it's just like... like the dumbest cliffhanger, the like, The phone's ringing! Also, he asks this himself questions ID. Yeah, so yeah. often. Yeah. Like, how often are you just asking yourself questions in your own head? <laughs> no. Should I answer? Never. Rarely. No. Should I? I talk the most, like, in questions to myself when I'm trying to figure out what to eat, and that's it. <laughs> Do I want to eat that? No. <laughs> that's it. Nothing else. <laughs> Hello? Hi, Corey. David? Hi. He was very relieved to hear David's voice. What's happening? Not much. Studying. Reading stuff. What are you reading? I'm not sure, Corey told him. They both laughed. <laughs> Hilarious. Fucking hysterical. <laughs> they talked for a while about nothing at all. It was the most relaxed conversation they'd had in weeks. Probably because Corey was so glad it was David on the phone. Finally, Corey asked, What's up? Why'd you call? 
I thought maybe you'd just like to talk, David said, suddenly sounding uncomfortable. Aw, that's a good okay, friend. Okay, yeah. so we talked, Corey said, not catching on. Oh no, I mean, spoiler. David hesitated, about why you've been so weird lately. Why you've been messing up, you know, cutting practice and stuff. I thought maybe... Nothing to talk nothing about! Nothing to talk oh. about, Corey said sharply. <laughs> So the protagonist should be David because he seems nice. Yeah. Say what? The protagonist should be David. Oh yeah. Because David seems like a nice person. Like Corey's a fucking. Corey's a, just well, an it's, idiot. It's, it's a common trope of the R.L. Steiniverse that. Uh, uh, you guys have read it much more recently. Unlikable. Than me. Unlikable main characters. Yeah, it's true. Or just unlikable characters. In general. <clears throat> I didn't mean to interfere or anything. I, I just thought... David sounded really hurt. I'm okay, Corey insisted. He really didn't feel like getting into it. He just didn't have the energy, like when he tried to eat that ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I've had other things on my mind, I guess. You mean the new girl? Title of the book! Well, yeah. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> She's really rad. Oh, wait, no. She's really rad, David said, his <laughs> highest compliment. She's different. Yeah, Corey agreed quickly. But he really didn't want to talk about Anna with David. Listen, I gotta get off. Sure you don't <laughs> want to talk about anything? <laughs> no, thanks, David. I'm okay. Really. I'm just... I'm getting my timing back, I think. I was much better at the meet on Saturday, and I guess that wasn't you who slipped off the bars a few seconds into your warm-up. Anyone can fall, David! Corey said, <laughs> becoming annoyed. <laughs> I just lost my concentration for a second. Lost your concentration? Corey, you've been in a dream world ever since you met Anna. You've been walking around- Significant. What? Significant. Yeah. You've been walking around like you fell off the rings and landed on your head. So, what's it to you? Corey heard himself whine, surprised at his own vehemence. <laughs> well, I thought I was your friend. Corey David doesn't said, know that word. <laughs> sounding as exasperated as Corey and the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Well, friends don't give friends a hard time, Corey said. See you around, David. Not if I see you first, David said. No. Motherfucker. <laughs> I didn't know if that was angry or not, so I went with angry. <laughs> Normally they would have cracked up over that stupid old line, but this time they both just hung up. Corey angrily paced back and forth in his room for a while. He couldn't decide whom he was angry at. I skipped pages back today. Himself or David? He finally decided he was upset at himself for letting David get him so annoyed. Okay. He uh, slammed his uh, world history text shut. He paced a little while longer. He knew he should be studying, but he just couldn't concentrate. He leaned down on the windowsill and stared out into the night. Across the yard, the light in Lisa's room was on. Corey decided to walk over and see how she was doing. <sighs> his sneaker... <laughs> it's a bunch of... I don't know. Description. His sneaker slid over the wet grass. He knocked softly on the kitchen door, then a little harder. After a short wait, she appeared in the kitchen, looking confused. 
Have you got the wrong house? She asked, smoothing her long black hair into place as she pushed open the door for him. I don't think so. She made a face. Your sneakers are wet. Look at the kitchen floor. He looked at the wet tracks he was making on the linoleum. Then, in a quick, easy motion, he flipped himself up and stood on his hands. Oh, it's a handstand again. Gymnast! This better! He began crossing the floor on his hands. She laughed loudly. That's great! She said, following along behind him. You're a real chimp! Can you eat with your feet? He tumbled over when he reached now kiss. the hallway and rolled to his feet. <laughs> Your turn, he said, gesturing to the floor. No way, she said, backing away. Want a banana, babe? <laughs> he shook his head and plopped down on one of the overstuffed living room armchairs. He suddenly felt exhausted. Come in the den, she said, pulling his arm. I don't want you on the good furniture. What are you doing here anyway, babe? I don't, I don't know, wrong house, I guess, he said. She laughed again as she dragged him toward the den. He liked her laugh, he decided. It came uh, from so deep in her throat. Um. <laughs> it was a sexy laugh. She looked okay. cute, he thought. She was wearing faded cut-off jeans and an old shady side-high sweatshirt with a collar ripped and frayed. Fucking hot. <laughs> the style it's of the, the 80s, time. Right? Yeah. She pulled him harder, yeah, she and did. he bumped into her. Yeah, he did. Her hair smelled of coconut. She <laughs> must have shampooed it earlier, <laughs> like a normal person. She inhaled deeply. He loved that smell. What is happening? I don't. Why wasn't he How's like this half a book ago? Yeah, we are, we are tiptoeing right up to right up to softcore. <laughs> How's it going with you, babe? She asked. Any better? Better than what? He asked, shoving some newspapers aside so he could drop down onto the black leather couch. Wait, does she live with hoarders? Oh no. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Better than being hit by a truck? Almost. That bad, huh, babe? She said sympathetically. She sat down beside him, her knee touching his leg. Shit. <gasps> <gasps> uh, the classic sign down. of, I want to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> if I could just get my timing back on the rings. How many times has he said that lately? That's if only he could turn back listener. time. That's actually, yeah. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> I think I made that joke before. Sorry. <laughs> You'll get it back, babe. She said, putting a hand comfortingly on his on his shoulder. You know where I get my share voice from? Fucking Tiny Toons. <laughs> when Babs would do a share voice, that's that's, that's my frame of reference for a share voice. And they would always put her in like way too sexy an outfit for fucking Tiny. Toons. <laughs> it was a sexy show. <laughs> Just as sexy as this scene. Because the nurse was, like... Well, no, that was Animaniacs, but still, it was all connected. Like, the nurse and Animaniacs, and... Yeah, it's I, I have issues. <laughs> Anna was waiting for me outside school, he said. That was a surprise. She removed her hand from his shoulder and sighed. <sighs> what did she want? Some tips on how to do a handstand, babe? He didn't notice her sarcasm. Shocker. Seeing an article that interests him, he picked up the front section of the newspaper he had shoved Wait, inside. Wait, why is he, like, he was literally just saying, like, oh, I finally find my friend sexy and cute and hot. He and, found another gymnastics article. And, but now, but yeah, but now I'm completely distracted again. Well, no, he got immediately reminded of Anna, so. 
undiagnosed ADHD. Oh my God. <laughs> you would think his like boner would override that. Right? All the blood's going there. Mm, I don't know. A car had spun out of control on Fear Street and crashed into a tree. The confused driver had no explanation for what had happened. The road was dry, and he had been traveling at a very slow <laughs> speed. I love these visits of yours, Corey, babe. Lisa's voice <laughs> broke into his reading. You tell me about Anna and then read the paper. You're a fun guy, Holt. <laughs> <laughs> Corey put down the newspaper and started to apologize when the phone rang. Who would call this late? Oh, wrong, wrong voice. voice. <laughs> it started with Corey, so I assumed it'd be him, but then it's not his house. Who would call this late, babe? Lisa asked. She dived off the couch and got to the phone before it could ring a second time and wake her parents. Hello? There was a silence at the other end. Hello, babe, she repeated. <laughs> You're dead, too. A voice whispered in her ear. You're dead, too. You're dead, too. Just like the note tied to the cat. That's the spookiest thing that's happened this whole book. Yeah. That is the spookiest thing that's happened. Also, like any R.L. Stein book, nothing actually happens <laughs> yeah. until the very, very end. end of the book. Which we won't get to this time. <laughs> it's always just like, maybe. 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 No. Maybe, and then like the last five pages, like, shit goes down, but it wasn't what you thought. It was usually a dog. Yeah. It's always a dog. It was Voltaire the whole time. It was Voltaire. I'm telling you, that dog's coming back. Well, I was going to say, you promised me a dog. They wouldn't bring up the fact that the dog is named Voltaire for no reason. I think. Chekhov's dog. Chekhov's Voltaire. Chapter 17. It was Anna who threatened me, Corey. She killed the cat. She made the threatening phone call. No, that's impossible, he insisted. Come on, Lisa. Let's just dance and not talk about it. <laughs> 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 Were they oh my god. So it, I think it was Are it they had, at oh, the it dance now? Yeah, it jumped forward in time. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, shit. So we're in the that's dance. That's awesome. <sighs> yeah. Corey pulled her toward the middle of the gym floor where several other couples were, couples were already dancing. The floor vibrated to the music. A Phil Collins record with a driving, machine-like drumbeat and pulsating bass that nearly drowned out the singer's voice. Su-su-studio. Lisa made up. Lisa made a half-hearted attempt to dance with Corey, but after a, after a minute or two, she stopped and pulled him back to the side. You're just trying to change the subject, she said, holding on to his hands. Hers were cold despite the heat of the gym. No, I'm just trying to dance, he said, exasperated. Why'd you ask me to this dance if all you wanted to do was talk about Anna? We could have gone to my house or your house. But she threatened my life, and all you do is defend her. <sighs> it wasn't Anna, Corey said. I know it. When I told Anna about the dead cat in your locker, she was horrified. Really? She felt terrible about it. So, she's a good actress, babe, Lisa said, sneering. Good enough to fool you. A couple of guys from the gymnastics team <sighs> waved at Corey from across the gym. He waved back. He wanted to run across the floor and talk to them. Kid around with them. Have some fun. 
This first date with Lisa was not working out because he wouldn't stop talking about a different girl who threatened her life. Why would Anna put a dead cat in your locker? Why? Why, should, why would she call and threaten you? Why? Corey asked, <laughs> shouting over the music. A new high-voltage record by Prince that was extremely difficult to shout over. Kiss! She doesn't even know you! Bat dance! She's jealous, Lisa said. I told you. Oh man, what if a share song played during this dance? Get real, Corey told her, shaking his head in disbelief. He turned and started to walk away, but she followed right behind him. Did she, did she ask you to this dance? Maybe. Come on, did she? Tell the truth, babe. Well, yes. And was she standing in the hall spying on us when I asked you to this dance? No, she wasn't spying. She she was listening, right? She was there she in was the hall. She was standing in the shadows and eavesdropping. <laughs> she saw us together. And then afterward, I got the dead cat with the note. Sue, 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 <laughs> That doesn't prove anything. Boy, are you loyal to her, Lisa snapped, her dark eyes filled with anger. Some kids standing nearby were staring at the two of them, startled to see what was obviously a heated argument grow even more heated. Corey was embarrassed. Lisa, please. He took her arm, but she pulled it away from him. I know Anna. She wouldn't. How well do you know Anna? Lisa demanded. How well? It's got to be someone else who's trying to scare you. Someone who knows you. If they knew her, they'd know she hates cats. Yeah. <laughs> and is unsympathetic to them. Towards their corpses. Who then? Who is it? I don't know, but it isn't Anna, Corey shouted. Anna has her own problems. She doesn't have time to be making up problems for you. She has her own problems. She's dead. Oh, doesn't she? Lisa's anger was getting the better of her. She shoved Corey hard in the chest, pushing him backwards against the crepe paper streamers that lined the gym wall. Come on and... Come on and sit down. Maybe you'd like to tell me all about Anna's problems. Maybe we could spend all night discussing Anna's problems. You'd like that, wouldn't you? Calm down, Lisa. Everyone's watching us. What are Anna's problems, Corey? Come on. Let's discuss them. What are her problems? Is she too thin? Is that her problem? Is she too pretty? That's it. I've guessed it, haven't I? She's too pretty, poor thing. Lisa, please. You're getting crazy over nothing. I'm so glad that you keep getting the pages where people are shouting at each <laughs> yeah, other. it's fun. <laughs> also, this is like, what it sounds like when doves cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Also, like, my immediate reaction is like, I'm here with you. <laughs> that, Not her. That doesn't mean his mind isn't somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, well, obviously he's under some sort of spell. <laughs> some great a gaslighting he's doing, too. Yeah. Nothing? Over nothing, babe? Someone threatened my life. I guess that's nothing. Also, it's a little bit of LSP in there. Yeah, <laughs> I keep trying to make myself not do LSP's voice. If you do LSP's voice, but you just end with babe, it's share. It's just a scientific fact. Yeah. That's not what I meant, you know it. Come on. Don't lose your temper. Let's dance or something. I apologize, okay? <laughs> apologize for Just what, Just go, babe? like, anger dance. I don't yeah. know. For whatever. <laughs> she sighed and shook her head. I should have known this wouldn't work out, babe. The record had stopped. Her voice seemed to echo through the whole crowded gym. 
Oh, jeez. Excuse me. Oh, boy. You're just totally obsessed with that girl. Oh, I'm embarrassing you, aren't I, Corey? Another record started. No! I mean, yes! I mean... <laughs> this is riveting. Uh, so sorry, I won't embarrass you anymore, babe. She turned away from him and ran across the crowded dance floor. He started after, then decided not to follow her. <laughs> Which is a great move. He watched her push her way through dancing couples until she made her way to the other side of the gym and disappeared through the double doors. Now what? Give her a little time to cool down and then go to apologize to her? That was probably the best idea. He'd seen Lisa lose her temper hundreds of times before. She always flared up like a fire just taking hold, but her anger always <laughs> faded as quickly as it came on. Poetry. She sounds so hot. Like, what's his fucking problem? Oh, he's, I know. He's so that's, that's dumb. Like, God. That's like the other thing about like R.L. Stein. He randomly has phrases like she always flared up like a fire just taking hold. Yeah. But then, like, the rest of it is so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's, he was too tired to eat his ham sandwich. <laughs> Lisa was the jealous one, he decided. The idea made him smile, despite the fight that they had just had. She was jealous of Anna. And, of course, she had good reason to be, because he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Anna. For a split second, he thought he saw her across the dance floor. No, it couldn't be. He pushed her from his mind. He decided to go over to the refreshment yeah. refreshment table and get a Coke. Maybe shoot the breeze with some guys for a while and then go apologize to Lisa. He was halfway across the gym when he heard the scream. It was a girl's scream. A scream of terror. <sighs> as opposed to a scream of hunger. The music stopped. Everyone heard it. Corey knew it at once. It was Lisa's scream. Oh, uh, no. Not Lisa. <laughs> the only person in this book I love. <laughs> Here, Kelly, you read the next page, too. Right, right. Chapter 18. Several kids were already out in the dark corridor by the time Corey got there. A single amber bulb at the far end of the hall provided the only source of light. The kids were shadows, moving and shifting in the dark as they searched for the girl who had screamed. There's no one here, someone yelled, his voice echoing off the tile walls. Then who screamed? Someone else asked. Corey knew who had screamed, but where was she? I'm down here. Can somebody help me, babe? Lisa's voice floated up from the stairwell. <laughs> Taking them two at a time, Corey was the first one down the stairs. What's going on? Who is it, babe? Is someone down there? Voices bounced around the empty hallways. Lisa, are you okay? Corey asked. She was sitting on the floor at the bottom of the stairs. No, I don't think so. <laughs> he helped her to her feet, but she couldn't stand on her right foot, so he eased her back to the floor. Several kids were on the stairway now, looking down at them in the dim light. What happened? It's Lisa Bloom. Is she okay? Did she fall? I... I'm okay. Lisa called up to them. Sorry if I scared you. You can go back into the gym now. Really? It'll be okay. <laughs> You're getting into it now. 
Yeah. You, you're done for. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll pick it up bit by bit as we go here. A few kids lingered on the steps. Some guys started whistling loudly, seeing how it sounded in the echoing hallways. All right, they've been smoking some reefer. Eventually, the music started in the gym again, and everyone went back inside. It's my ankle, Lisa told Corey, wincing with pain as she tried to stand on it again. It got twisted, but I think it's okay. I just have to walk it off, if I can walk. Wow, I was lucky. I could have been killed. These stairs are hard. (laughs) He let her lean her weight against him as she tested the ankle. Did you fall, he asked. No, I was pushed. Oh, no. What? You heard me. But who? Ouch! She cried and leaned harder on his arm. How should I know? It was so dark. I was walking past the stairway. I didn't see anyone. I thought I was alone. It was so quiet out here. It was creepy. Just the sound of the drums vibrating from the gym. I, 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 I think I'd better sit down. He sounds like an old prospector. Might went a that away. There's gold in them hills. Al- Alex sorry. has to do a gun town. Ah, uh, yes. <clears throat> I don't know what gun town is, but yes. It's a sketch on our other show, The Sketchy Show, also available on Spotify. It's uh it's us doing Deadwood. <laughs> it's just us going like, well, if if it ain't motherfucking shit fuck cock gun town. <laughs> that's basically that's mostly what it is. So Deadwood. It's yeah. Deadwood. It's Deadwood, Deadwood. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Chris plays a character named Peter Fuckface. <laughs> Instead of Al Swearingen. <laughs> We're very creative. Yeah, I, it's inspired. Where'd you get the idea? <laughs> Deadwood. Deadwood. <laughs> Kelly. Oh. Slops my mind. <laughs> um, we started it right when the, the movie came out. Yeah, so we had just yeah. Me and Becca had just watched all of Deadwood, and I was like, I, all I want to do is a Deadwood so sketch. Good. <laughs> uh, he half carried her back onto the bottom step, where she dropped down heavily, breathing hard from the pain. Hey, this is some memorable first date, huh, babe? She asked. They both laughed more from tension than from her remark. So go on, Corey said. What happened? I don't know. I guess someone was there the whole time. I didn't hear footsteps or anything. Of course, I wasn't paying much attention. I was just concentrating on how mad I was at you, babe. (laughs) Thanks a bunch, Corey said sarcastically. I knew this had to be my fault. Her ankle's fucking broken. Yeah. Well, of course it is, you piece of shit. She said, pulling him down beside her and holding onto his arm. Suddenly two hands shoved me hard from behind. I saw this guy standing there as I fell down the stairs. I guess I screamed. Guy? What guy? He was weird looking. I couldn't see too well in the dark. He had watery eyes and a sort of puffy face. Very descriptive. Have you ever seen someone like that? 
And he had a shiny earring in one ear. Might have been a rhinestone. He had a raspy voice, too. I think his name was Brad. <laughs> An earring. <laughs> Corey's heart dropped to his knees. Corey's heart dropped to his knees? Down which leg? That's fucking hey, what it says. Uh, the, left, the left leg. Because your heart's over here. So, <laughs> you usually have to go to a doctor. His heart went... <laughs> made a slide whistle noise. Um, Brad! He cried. Brad? Who's Brad? You know him? Brad! I'm coming for you, Brad! <laughs> it's LSB. <laughs> Brad! He's Anna's brother, Corey said. He's very crazy. But he tried to kill me, babe. Lisa cried, starting to realize just what a close call she'd had. Why would Anna's brother try to kill me? I just thought of something, Corey said, jumping to his feet. Oh boy. Let's I'll move to another town is. and not have to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> Did the door open after you fell down the stairs? What do you mean? Lisa seemed confused. Did the outside door open? Did the guy with the earring run out? No, I don't think so. No, I'm sure. The door never opened. Well, they keep all the other doors locked at night, Corey said excitedly. Only the door near the gym is open for the dance. That means... The person who pushed me is still in the building. <gasps> That's right. Let's take a little look around. Maybe you should tell a teacher. He lifted no. her up off the step. Can you walk? She put her foot down on the floor and tested it. Yes, it's a little better. He helped her up the stairs. We'll search the long corridor first. Then we'll double back and search the shorter one. He was whispering now. She leaned lightly against him, staying close as they walked. Their shoes clicked against the hard floor. The only sound in the long, dark corridor... This is silly, she whispered. <laughs> I don't I can't whisper all this. Maybe, maybe not, Corey whispered back, his eyes straight ahead of him. It's not silly, it's stupid. Yeah, it's very dumb. Yeah. Shh. She's just being nice. Yeah. He stopped and held her back. He heard a noise in the language lab. What? 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 Ah! You heard lab. me. This is where we make language. <laughs> Here we've got a nice bubbling pot of Latin. <laughs> And over there, we've got a dish of Spanish. In this microwave, we're working on a contraction. <laughs> oh. oh, we're dumb. Was someone hiding in there? Watch out for this beaker full of uh, inner city slang. <laughs> African-American vernacular English. They crept up to the glass panel door, which was pulled open about a third of the way, and listened. They heard it again. A shuffling sound, like the footsteps of someone scampering to a new hiding place. Shuff, 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 shuff. Exactly like that sound. The sound they're familiar with. Yeah. <laughs> also, I have a new theory. What if Brad is Anna? <gasps> oh. But isn't he, like, man-sized? But man he's, like, puffy and watery-eyed. Yeah, maybe it's a mask. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe Anna's Brad. Maybe he's retaining water. <laughs> maybe Anna's putting on a Brad Fair. suit. Uh, <laughs> Brad suit. Yeah. That's why it's right. so puffy and fucked up. Oh, I love puffy prosthetics. I love yes. our theories so much. Puffsthetics. Nope, doesn't work. Go on. <laughs> they stood listening at the door for a few seconds. Someone's in there. Corey whispered. I think we're about to find the guy who pushed you <laughs> and confront him unprepared. Like, with what? 
Language. He pulled <laughs> he pulled the door open the rest of the way. Also, it was a glass-paneled door. It's not like they were hiding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the two of them stepped quickly into the large room. Lisa felt along the wall until she found the light switch and turned on the lights. Who's in here? Corey called. <laughs> Excuse me. The sound again. <laughs> they followed it across the room. They heard the a burp. One of the windows <laughs> had been left open a few inches. The sound they'd been hearing was the Venetian blind blowing in the wind. Good work, Sherlock. <laughs> Lisa cracked, shaking her head. You've caught the Venetian blind in the act. Corey didn't laugh. Come on, let's keep searching. It wasn't very he said, funny. Turning off the lights because he's courteous and he doesn't want to run up the school's power bill. <laughs> If Brad's still in the building, I want to find him. And I don't really have a plan after that. <laughs> they turned the corner near Mr. Cardoza's classroom and walked on silently. Which is just a needless detail, which is another classic R.L. Stein trope of just a random detail a thrown in that will detail. never come back up again. Motherfucker getting paid by the word. I you know, R.L. Stein was Could've like, said they turned the corner. Like, I remember That's my it. teacher, Mr. Cardoza, and I'm really going to do him one over. I'm going to put him in this book. I will kill you with the pen. How do you like that, Lord. Mr. Cardoza? <laughs> Lisa, leaning a little harder on Corey as her ankle began to swell and grow more painful. Go to the doctor. The hall grew darker as they walked away from the light. Also, she fell downstairs. She's lucky with just an ankle injury. Yeah. Yeah. Scratchy sounds. They both gasped. Babe! <gasps> <gasps> Something scampered in front of them, ducking into one of the classrooms. What was that? Lisa asked. Stop pulling on my sweater so hard. You're taking all the wool off. What? Oh my God. Corey complained. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with Which him? What does she see in real... him? He's Seriously. He's so dumb. Which is a real phrase in this book. <laughs> but what was that? Lisa whispered loudly, gripping his arm even tighter. A four-legged creature, he said. Probably a rat. <laughs> I'm an expert. Oh, she said. Think there are more of them, babe? <laughs> Probably. They walked to the end of the corridor, sticking close together, then headed back, opening doors and peering into the dark, silent rooms. Nothing seemed the same. In the dark, the familiar cross In the dark, the familiar classrooms looked so much larger. They became mysterious caverns filled with creaking sounds and shifting shadows probably books. Corey, I think you'd better take me home, Lisa whispered, sounding very discouraged. Look at my ankle. It's about the size of a cantaloupe, babe. I don't think I can walk much far farther. Hey, Kelly. Sure you do, don't? Do you have hmm? a, a Vincent Price impression? It's not very good. <laughs> but uh, can you can you just read that one sentence of they became mysterious caverns in your Vincent Price okay. impression? Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> In the dark, the familiar classrooms looked so much larger. <laughs> they became mysterious caverns filled with creaking <laughs> sounds and shifting shadows. Thank you. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> Another impression that's fucking worse. I disagree. <laughs> I loved it. It was great. Thank you. I'm Made glad. <laughs> sure you don't want to dance some more? It was Corey's feeble idea of a joke. They both knew it was feeble, but they laughed anyway. 
But the laughter was cut short when they heard a voice coming from Mr. Burnett's biology classroom. Another teacher taken down by Earl Stein. these teachers. <laughs> Fuck you, Mr. Burnett. <laughs> Undeserved C in biology. Said I wouldn't be You there. thought my creative writing wouldn't go anywhere. Now I'm spooking children. A young man's voice. Very quiet, but definitely a young man's voice. Lisa leaned against the cool tile wall for support. They crept silently to the doorway, which was open just a crack. Another sound. A cough. Someone was hiding in there. Brad, Lisa whispered, putting her mouth right up to Corey's ear. We'll soon see. Corey whispered back, his heart pounding. He pulled the door and stepped inside. He flicked on the light. A girl screamed. Oh my god. Is it just like it's a just couple making out? Scream? I don't know. Like Flanders. <laughs> yeah, like Flanders. She was sitting on a boy's lap. Call li- it! <laughs> her lipstick was smeared across her chin. Corey recognized the boy. Gary Harwood. Yeah. A senior. Yeah, a guy from the wrestling yeah, team. Yeah, he was. Hey, Brooks. What do you think you're doing? Gary barked, squinting at the sudden light. Give us a break, the girl said, frowning, her arm still around Gary's massive shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Can't we have some privacy? <laughs> Like a what is he, a hunchback? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One massive shoulder. Good on Zippers. Zippers. <laughs> Can we have some privacy? Yeah, get lost, Gary said <laughs> menacingly. <laughs> when he comes, he yells sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. Sorry, Corey managed to say. He carefully turned off the lights and backed out of the room. Lisa was already in the hall, leaning against the wall, laughing and shaking her head. Corey reached out and pulled her hair. Whoa! Okay, pause. Pulled her hair. Wow. Hot. Hot. Uh, Jesus. He sucks. She was like, Corey do it reached again. out and pulled her hair. <laughs> Not funny, he insisted. She pulled him across the hall into the small music room. She was laughing so hard, tears rolled down her cheeks. Don't get hysterical on me, he said, forcing a straight face. But it is hysterical, she said, wiping her cheeks with her open hands. A guy from the wrestling team, that's who you picked on? He'll murder you. He cracks walnuts against his neck. She started laughing. His neck? Crunch. Using his hump. Gymnasts are no match for wrestlers, Corey. Now we know why we have to know he's a gymnast, so yeah. we know the hierarchy in the high exactly. school sports. <laughs> it's not funny, Corey insisted. Come on, we've got to keep searching. If the guy who pushed you is still... He stopped in mid-sentence. Someone had stepped into the shadows of the doorway. First, Corey saw the sleeve of the black fur carpa... <clears throat> Pardon me. First, Corey saw the sleeve of the black fur parka as the dark figure grabbed the doorknob. 
Then he saw the hood pulled up to the, to shield the man's face. Lisa grabbed Corey's arm. That that's him, she whispered. The hood slid back as the man entered the room. It was Brad. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Is that the end? That's that's the end of this episode. Hey, hey. It's it was Brad. I bet it's not, though. I really want to read the next page. I Oof, I'm turning this off so you ah! can't. I'm keeping you from yeah, reading ahead. Yeah, I can ahead. never turn that back on again. <laughs> nah, you can't get to it. Um, I have a new theory. My theory is that nothing interesting is actually happening. That Brad pushed Anna down the stairs. She was mistakenly reported as killed, but she didn't die. <laughs> And that she's just fine. Why are they living as if she's dead? Out so of shame. Just like auditing these classes? Or... No, Maybe she Brad is schools. like a modern... Like they but they didn't have a school. record of her there. Because she's new. They still have a record. I don't know. I'm just saying. This is my new theory. It's not a good one. <laughs> I'm getting like Earl of Rochester vibes. Where he's just like... Brad's just keeping her in the attic. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He's saying she's dead, but she's mm. not dead. I th- but like, he just cares a lot about her education. <laughs> like, you need to go to school. <laughs> don't talk to any boys. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't even know. I just don't even know. Well, some stuff happened in this part. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's I mean, a it, gross it's, dead it's cat. Finally getting good. Yeah. yeah. There was a cat with its stomach slid open. Yeah. Holy shit. Lisa was I'm, I'm like I'm genuinely interested in what happens next. Push. Whereas like before it was just like, fuck it, she's a ghost, I don't care. Yeah. We we got this poor young lady obediently changing the stuff. <laughs> yep. Gross. <laughs> I mean the hair pulling the hero of this book yeah. is clearly Corey Lisa. Is a nightmare. Yeah. Hair pulling as he uh, says, not funny, not funny. Yeah. I hope he well, dies. Like, I could chalk that up to them being like forever. long-term childhood friends and maybe that was something he did when they were younger. But that is a thing that but you also, do. also, like, fuck that. That's a thing you do, like, yeah. you know, when you're little kids and, like, especially if you like something, you're like, yeah, pull your hair. But yeah, they're in high yeah, school. And it's established that he doesn't like her. <laughs> but no, not until now. He was now. attracted to her for, like, a minute. Yeah, for, like, one minute. One minute he was oh, like, maybe it was she like was a, hot when she was jealous. Yeah, yeah. That was it. Maybe it was like a latent, like, I like you now. I'm gonna pull your hair. But then he got distracted again. I don't know. I fucking hate Corey. I think he's we can worst. all agree he that sucks. he's a fucking idiot. He's the worst, and he's an idiot. He's yeah. so dumb. Maybe he wants to fuck Brad. Ooh, maybe. Or David. <gasps> he's They've very got, fickle. Him and David have a kind of will they won't they thing going on. <laughs> or Arnie. Arnie. Arnie's Arnie. just there for like color <laughs> to speed the pink comic relief the yeah but not doing a great job of it i played the joke on you <laughs> uh, you thought i was dying but i was not dying i was alive you look like a fool i am triumphant i was very much alive the whole time <laughs> i got you with the old what, peach pit teacher have you <laughs> What, your science teacher have you pushing too many pencils? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a uh, it's thing? from uh, Predator. Oh. Predator. Predator. One of the greatest children's movies of all time. It's right before they do the whole time. Oh. 
I've only seen it once all the way through. And you kind of liked it. And we skipped that part in the beginning that I hated. Yeah. I don't think I have seen it all the way through. Ugh, that's so You're good. missing I love a that treasure. so much. Well, if you're a fan of creature makeup, fucking watch that shit. And 80s action. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. Carl Weathers. Well, it's, it's two different movies. It is two different movies. That's what I was just about to say. Becca liked the second movie. Yeah, I liked the second movie. She, I did not like any second that Jesse yeah. Ventura was speaking or on screen. Once it became the predator hunting them, she was like, oh, this is good. Yeah. But, like, there is a good solid, like, 45 minutes to an hour before that happens. Which I do still love, but it is a different movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, the only way I, I could keep I could keep you watching it because you were just like I hate Jesse Ventura well, so much. Well, because we kept starting it, and I'd be like, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> turn it off. And I was like, but he's the first one to die. <laughs> it doesn't happen soon enough. <laughs> I well, wish somebody had thrown him off the helicopter. <laughs> but then, uh, but then you wouldn't get to hear him say that amazing line. Uh, fuck, what's he say? Something about bleeding. I ain't got time to bleed. I ain't got time to bleed. He shoots a minigun. Also, he's dug in deeper than an Alabama tick. Also, another thing to remember is that he was a governor, and he gave Arnold the idea to become a governor. It's true. Yeah, a lot of politicians in that movie. Yeah, did Carl Weathers run for office? Did he? I hope so. I'd vote I think for so. Him. I'd vote for him. I'd vote for him over the other ones. I mean, Arnold's a stew. fine. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact. He was all but retired before The Mandalorian. In like that whole documentary show that they have just about that one show, which is it's worth having an entire documentary show about. Um, he was just like, yeah, like uh, I I was out of the game, and but then you guys came to me and I saw what it was, and I was just like, oh, th- this is good, and so I did it. Nice, well, good. So anyway, that was Fear Street. We have to bring <laughs> up Star Wars. <laughs> How did you guys build our Star Wars quota? How did you guys? It's true. How did you guys like uh, Fear Street? Corey sucks mm-hmm. so much, butt, <laughs> but it it, it it was actually interesting when he wasn't describing the darkness and how dark it how was. How black the sky yeah. was. How much he hates the women in his life. <laughs> if you told me that this was a first draft, I'd believe you. <laughs> I feel like that's not that far from probably what the truth is. Yeah. I feel like he's written so many yeah. books. I don't know at what point in his career he started with Fear Street, but I bet he just was like kind of cranking these out and only like submitting for his yeah. drafts. I feel, uh, yeah. Like, uh, like, I have two thoughts, and like the first one is, you know, as much as you can knock R.L. Stein for his writing, like he's published like a lot. Oh, yeah. And I don't yeah. think he is as guilty as every other writer of all of his genres of just having a team of ghostwriters. I think he actually writes all this. Well, shit. Well, yeah, I think he. I think and he does. I, think I, don't, really, I don't think he has ghostwriters at all. I, that's so. That is something. When you yeah. get down to it, it's the fact <laughs> that he does it. I think it's just the fact that he actually sits down and writes something yeah. that gives him a leg up on a lot more creative people. On the animorphs. Regardless of, of how world. we feel about the writing, I endorse anything that gets people to read. So. But Even also, my second thought is, uh, do we have a guest lined up for the next episode? Yeah, kind of. Kind of, because like, if that falls through, I think we should finish it out with uh, Alex and Kelly. <laughs> they were great. 
I'm available. <laughs> I'm going to have to check my schedule. <laughs> See if you're free. Yeah, you know, real busy in this pandemic. Well, if we don't have you back for the very next episode, we'll definitely have you back for something else because, uh, yeah. you know, you guys are fun and hopefully you have fun doing this. Oh, yeah. It's um, always good to be. You guys are going to get roped into doing some sketches. Oh, no. Stop. No! <laughs> and I, yeah. Oh, also, better or worse than Animorphs, Kelly? Oh, God, okay. better. So <laughs> much better. I could, I mean, I could barely follow the plot, but I I wasn't, like, trying to dig out my brain through my ears yeah. while reading it, which I felt like through Animorphs. Oh. I was just praying for an aneurysm or something <laughs> to just take me out. There wasn't a new alien species every two pages to learn about. No. And a paragraph or two explaining, explaining like the lore as they're attacking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a quick refresher on this species. Well, Here's the, the entire the history of the not race. Starting with like the 40 something book in the series. I have a feeling Animorph number one wouldn't be a ton better. I don't no. know. That's just my guess. I don't think so. Maybe one day we'll find out. Maybe. maybe. I've heard. I've heard. I've heard that series gets like real dark and just about how horrible war is. <laughs> That's a what good is it? Lesson, I mean, <laughs> I do like with Animorphs that we seem to have accidentally picked like a very random one in the middle where they went on like a silly side adventure that was just the Fantastic Voyage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like we somehow picked a filler it was, episode. Yeah, it was just an episode of Magic School Bus. That's all it was. Where they it's go a, inside Arnold. Yeah. It's an elephant inside someone's body. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, okay, so that was our episode. Thank you guys for being on it. Um, Thanks for having us. So, is there anything you guys want uh, listeners to know about? Any things? Like you guys anything do? to plug? Plugs. Anything. Oh, not a damn thing. <laughs> I'd like to plug Phoebe Bridger's second album. It's really good. Don't you guys have a band? I mean, yeah, but Phoebe Bridger's <laughs> album is really good. <laughs> All right. No, that album fucking slaps. Check it out. I'll check it out. Oh, I will. Chris? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, anything for me to plug? Yeah. Um, check out our one of our other uh, multiple podcasts on the Cactus Rodeo Network, as I'm now calling it. Um, the <laughs> Sketchy Show, where we improvise a lot of really, really dumb shit, and then Jonathan edits it into something magical most of the time. <laughs> but, like, it's also intercut with a lot of, like, time. really, really... Well, it's also intercut with a lot of, like, really, really old shit we did that we recorded, like, after we recorded a full episode of a show <laughs> and read a book. <laughs> I'm running out of that and, stuff, uh, though, so. They're not all winners, but uh, we're getting to the point where, like, all the new shit that we've done, I'm, like, really fucking proud of. <laughs> and, uh, like, it's just been great, and I love doing it, and so check that out. And, yeah, you can find me and Kelly's other podcast, CD Reads, on all the things. Yeah. And hear us talk we'll about have another episode levels. eventually. We will. We've got some stuff in the... Pretty soon, right? We do. In the something. In the pipe? 
In the pipe. In yeah, the pipe. in the pipe. The, in can, the pipe. The can means it's done. I almost said can, and it didn't right. make sense. It's in just the in the pipe. It's in the pipe. It, it has not, on the book. Has not made it to the can it's yet, not in the but can. it's getting it's, yeah, close. It's pre-can. Pre-canned. 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 We're getting there. <laughs> uh, yeah, check out cactusrodeo.com. Follow Cactus Rodeo on Facebook for updates on all of our podcasts and comics and web series like Pop Socket Theater. You can watch uh, season one of Pop Socket Theater on YouTube and Vimeo and uh, popsockettheater.com. And we're doing season two. It's coming along. It's going. It's getting there. It's in pre-production. It's in, pre-produ- it's in pre-production. It's almost in production. Pandemic really uh, hit us hard. It's really slowed things down. And, and for the listener that gives a shit, like on John and Becca's Zoom screen, we're seeing one of the puppets from Pop. Oh, Theater. yes. <laughs> right here, right between us. You know, the visuals uh, on it, podcasts yes. are really stellar. <laughs> yes. it, it, it's, it's, it's like taking a peek into the, the Lucasfilm uh, workshop. <laughs> yes, we're surrounded by Legos. Stop doing that to the puppet, Jonathan. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, God. No, stop. Stop doing that to the puppet, Jonathan. Jesus Christ, what are you doing? Nothing. It's fine. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening, and come back next time to find out what happens at the end of Fear Street number one, The New Girl. Bye. 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 We love you. Below Grade Level is a Cactus Radio production. You can contact us at podcast at cactusrodeo.com. Subscribe and follow on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, and follow Cactus Rodeo on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more entertainment and updates.